0: Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Of all the lousy weeks uh, a, a kitchen appliance could go kaput, it would be this one. It would be. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Ropes. It's me, Mike. This is Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for uh, downloading, hanging out, listening, the full nine here for the next 30 Glad to have you along. Uh, last podcast before Thanksgiving going into that week. And uh, yeah, that big rainstorm hitting us uh, here Monday night into Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, they're talking about, oh yeah, the, the we could really use the rain around here. It's like, no, we, we really can't because uh, everything's going to sleep. And uh, for some odd reason, my neighbor next door mowed his yard. I don't want to be mowing my yard in December. Go to sleep, grass. Go to sleep. But yeah, uh, woke up Sunday morning, uh, my wife was getting ready for work, and she goes, hey, yeah, the microwave died. And she tried everything, you know, yes, yes, she unplugged it and plugged it back in. Uh, she checked the fuse box, did everything. Our microwave just went kaput. And I, I guess it's been a long time coming because, like, the little digital numbers on the clock, uh, the little light bars have been going off sporadically. For the last year or so, and I just figured, okay, that's just a glitch with the you know the clock, the timer, no big deal. I I can uh, heat up a sandwich, nothing nothing to it. Well, I can't do that now, uh, so I have to go uh, microwave hunting. It just leaves us in a kind of a conundrum because days away from Thanksgiving, I have no idea how to cook the turkey. That's a joke, by the way. I'm not actually going to be that stupid. Um, by the way, the Thanksgiving episode, kind of keeping in the theme of technology gone wrong not sure if it's going to happen or not uh because uh, i set aside some time saturday to record it with my sisters down in florida and just the audio off timing was off i think it was a, a device on their end uh, so i may have to cut this with just kelly uh my youngest sister and uh, it might be wednesday night and uh, it's looking like a tight window because I'm not sure when the hell I want to get off work. She gets off work pretty late. Uh, a lot of things have to come together, and of course, you know the damn the damn uh, conversation has to be recorded properly. Uh, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to have to go with Plan C, D, or E. But it's it's frustrating because uh, I've uh, last year I, I had her on as a, a podcast, and I you know asked her some general questions about some stuff, and it was uh, pretty entertaining. But, uh, not sure if I'm going to be able to do it this year like I wanted to. But, uh, them's the breaks. Okay, so yeah, getting ready for the holidays. Trees up. Lights are out on the, the house, so I don't have to worry about doing it when it's, like, raining or snowing or, you know, 30 outside. Uh, parrots are coming up Thanksgiving Day. They're going to help us decorate the tree on Thanksgiving Day while I'm swearing in the kitchen at uh, various things. Uh, my wife's taking care of pies, I'm taking care of the bird, and her mom's taking care of sides. So, got everything, uh planned out as best as we can. All right, so, uh, you know, there's always these stories about um, Thanksgiving, like holiday travel, weather. Uh, don't use a deep fryer inside your house. Oh, no shit. Um, there's some other stuff, too. Um, there, uh, this one's kind of... Uh, Butterball has, like, a turkey help hotline help hotline every year. Uh, and if you have, like, one of those big birds, like, say, like, a 15-, 20-pound bird... Uh, You know, Thanksgiving's Thursday. I know this is hindsight 2020, depending on when you uh, listen. But, you know, you probably want to start thawing that out three or four days before usage, before cooking. You know, so you don't get, like, uh, salmonella, trichinosis, all that other fun stuff. Uh, So, hopefully, you took care of business. This, all right. uh, The CDC... Is made this announcement. Uh, not that I really trust the CDC, but it left me scratching my head as to uh, who the hell does this. Uh, when it comes to bird prep, they're telling you not to wash your turkey because it could spread germs if you're washing it in the sink or whatever. gets on all the dishes, and yeah, you could get a lot of people sick. I have never washed meat in my life because I I damn well know In an oven, in a deep fryer, in a pan on the grill, you cook it right, the heat kills most of the bacteria and germs. You don't have to wash your damn bird. I don't know anybody who does this at all. Not at all. Uh, Not that I'm agreeing with the CD. I, I am by default. This is just... Common sense. This is knowledge. I'm not doing this because hey, it's a government agency. They say to do it, do it. Yeah, don't don't wash your bird. Just throw it throw it onto something hot and hope for the best. Um, I hope I hope you know there's a little more to cooking than than that. All right. um, If you're traveling, this is almost becoming the Thanksgiving episode now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, If you're traveling this holiday season, please do not let your temper get the best of you. Uh, Here in Fort Wayne. Uh, I'm recording this late Sunday into Monday morning, but earlier today they, there's a dash cam of this on a ro- on a road not too far from where we live. Uh this van drives real close to a car, cuts them off, stops and they start jaw so yeah, so he does this and then the other guy gets out and tries to start some shit, starts pounding on the van. And then the guy shoots him in the arm and the guy runs off. So uh, the guy that uh, started doing that, he got charged. The guy who shot him got charged. Just some scary stuff. And this isn't really a a rough neighborhood where this happened. It's just two dudes uh, letting, letting their tempers get the best of them. So no matter what happens, your first priority to your family is to keep them safe and to not lose your cool. That's it. That is it. Don't try starting anything. I was a little disappointed. Uh, today, you know, I got I got most of everything done. So I, I checked out because the Colts had a uh, a bye week this week. Uh, a lot of mediocre football this afternoon. I I, I watched the Bears Lions game and gets <laughs> my better judgment. Broncos Vikings. Uh, Bear. Just to give you an idea of how bad the NFL is, I mean, we got a ton of teams that are like six and four, five and five, four and six all vying for wild card slots maybe there's like maybe two or three teams that are good Lions are Detroit Lions are considered like top tier not not quite like Philadelphia or Kansas City but they're they're leading their division this is they they are now eight and two which is the best start this team has had since 1962 by the way but Jared Goff their quarterback against the Bears threw three interceptions the team was down. I believe, with like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They have a late drive. They make it 21-26, right? So they're five points down. All Justin Fields has to do is, uh, you know, get a first down. He runs up. He has his running back running up the middle, run up the middle. Then he throws deep, and they have to punt. And then the Lions come back down and score again. And then they're up three. Now Justin Fields has to, like, uh, you know, score a touchdown. He stands there on the first snap of this drive, gets hit, loses the ball, it gets kicked in the end zone safety, and the Lions get it back. And win. So, it was a, a drastic point turnaround, is what I'm saying. Just sloppy quarterback play. If, if uh, the Lions were playing a good team, they would have lost. If the Bears had a smarter quarterback, they would have won. Uh, but this is all throughout the league, and I just got done watching the the Broncos pull off a victory against the Vikings over in a mile high not too long ago. It's it, it it not really fun this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe you got a different opinion. Maybe you're a Chiefs fan or a Swifty. Or, you know, it's basically the same thing nowadays. I just, it just doesn't seem as fun this year. Um, by the way, this uh, Carissa Thompson stuff, I, I guess she was on a podcast with Barstool Sports earlier this week, and she was... Uh, talking about being the sideline reporter and how, like, a lot of times it was hard for her to get quotes from coaches, so she made up things, like, uh, made up quotes like, we got to stop the run, we got to, you know, play better, we got to, you know, stop turning off the deep uh, football, you know, less turnovers, that generic football coach stuff, and everybody's aghast about uh, the lack of journalistic integrity with this. Eh, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting upset about it, to be honest. Uh, really am. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not advocating, yeah, make up shit as you go along here. But she's a sideline reporter. Not to diminish what a sideline reporter does, because if they can get information on an injury or turf or a ref's call or whatever, that's, that's one thing. But talking to a coach as they're trying to coach the game, is just some bullshit. I, it, it really is because they they don't care about talking with the press. They're to, they're more concerned with winning. Uh, you've seen a post game presser with Bill Belichick and how he's just like, meh, 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 meh. yeah. Do you think he's giving uh, coherent answers to reporters uh, at halftime, win or winning or losing? Uh, yeah, and, and besides. When has a football coach given some breakthrough quote that doesn't sound like what Carissa Thompson described with her made-up quotes? Um, And I say this as somebody who had to put up with Chuck Pagano giving pressers for for the longest time. Like, NFL coaches aren't, I'm not saying they're stupid either. They're not going to give out, you know, pearls of wisdom about what they have to do. They're not going to give away their game plan. They're just not. So there's going to be generic quotes. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's it's not... Yeah, the New York Times has done crappier journalism than Carissa Thompson here has. Uh, the fact that she was honest about it and has apologized for it, okay, that's fine. Nobody died. So I really don't give a shit if she made up quotes or not because this is the same stuff a football coach would say if they're being harangued by... Uh, <laughs> if they are being harangued by a sideline reporter. And, and you know it's true. And and by the way, this whole thing with Jim Harbaugh, college football-wise, uh, Michigan, he's, he's uh, suspended. Uh, he will not be at the sidelines for uh, them hosting Ohio State this weekend up in Ann Arbor. Um, there's talk that he might be suspended for a good bulk of the 2024 season depending on what the findings of this investigation is. You know, sign-stealing. Um, and... Uh, it's it's interesting uh because saturday they were playing maryland they beat maryland was it maryland i don't so but uh they they win but they're making a big deal about the fact that uh you know michigan coaches were using the the uh, michigan flag to cover the huddle so nobody would know what they're talking about and of course sports media is making fun out of them because uh uh you know they don't want their signs or uh, plans stolen uh, well, first of all, again, Jim Harbaugh, not there. So the irony really doesn't exist. Uh, secondly, sport, as I have mentioned with the, you know, the sideline report with the NFL, the, the the media coverage of games, like the way they are presented, is almost like sign stealing. Like, you, you know, with college games, with uh, NFL coaching, you know, they try to find ways to, to hide their plans from cameras but cameras are always hovering, trying to get some little tidbit here or there. So, I mean, it's a, I mean, granted, the, the network itself, not really sign-stealing, but they're putting that information out over the air. It's kind of like when Geraldo Rivera was over in Iraq years ago, and he was trying to reveal uh, what the military planned to do in Iraq, like, you know, some certain strategy. That's what it comes off as, is I'm watching games on Fox or ESPN or, or whatever. Um, so, I don't really think... Michigan's, the university itself is being hypocritical here because look, who's bitching about it is what is my, <laughs> is my take on that. All right. Um, so moving on to pro wrestling and game shows because, uh, you know, they're, they're one and the same, really, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, a, a very, uh, very, uh, talented female performer for the WWE. Uh, isn't all that great in quiz shows? Because I guess she was on Celebrity Jeopardy recently. And she is the first contestant ever with in a field of 60 questions to get not a one right. Not one question right out of 60 questions. This is almost like an SNL sketch. But, of course, the, the spin from a lot of pro wrestling mags is the fact that she helped boost the ratings for uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, it doesn't really tell me that she's a very well-read person. Of course, you know, it, I'll say this. You know, when you're on a game show, it, when you have cameras pointed at you, and there's an, a studio audience, and there's, you know, maybe a couple million people watching at you home, know, it can be a little nerve-wracking. And you say, well, yeah, but she does this every every time she's on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. True. True. But that's something that she's trained for. You know, she's trained to be an entertainer. She's not necessarily trained to, you know, be a game show contestant. I don't know, but the result's not all that surprising. Uh, by the way, speaking of SNL, uh, I really don't uh, praise that show a whole lot anymore. But uh, Colin Jost, uh, at the end, I guess, was this uh, Saturday night's, yeah, obviously, uh, this past Saturday night's episode, Uh, He held up a sign saying, We love you, Dana and Paula. Uh, This is Dana Carvey and his wife. Uh, They lost their son, Dex, last week to an overdose, 32 years old. Uh, I I remember, like, Carvey, at the height of his fame, at the height of his popularity, being on, like, shows like uh, Letterman and Conan, talking about how, you know, talking about his little Dex at home, his little son. You You know, this was... God, when I was in high school, and you know, this kid is no longer with us. He he grew up, and unfortunately, could not shake uh, his demons. And uh, I don't know. It, it it's sad to think about as a parent. It really is. But uh, it was a nice it was a nice gesture to a show that uh, helped make Dana Carvey a name. And apparently, he has a lot of goodwill with that show still. So that's, it is heartbreaking to think about. Uh, it, yeah, so when you're at uh, dinner this Thanksgiving, just uh, love and appreciate those around you. Okay, um, The Marvels is a bomb. It is a bomb. Uh, Captain Marvel, Photon, Miss Marvel, all that stuff. Bomb. Um, it was third place this weekend at the box office uh, to the Hunger Games and the Trolls and Sync movie. Uh, it it uh, had a seventy eight percent box office drop compared to last weekend, which is historic for Marvel. No chance of this movie making a hundred million dollars domestic, and this costs like at least two two twenty five to make. And sti- it just like nobody cared about this movie. This was a movie that nobody asked for. I know they, you know, that the team up with. Uh, uh, the uh, lady that becomes Photon, and of course Miss Marvel, but these were characters that were debuted on Disney Plus. I mentioned this before, in a previous podcast. Disney Plus select audience streaming. Not as many eyeballs see these shows as they do the movies, so there's no appeal to draw people out with with these uh, these characters added in the mix, and uh, with uh, Marvel not having any focus, Disney going woke, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it is crashed and burned. But here's the thing: Stephen King, uh, who says he's not a superhero fan, which is odd. Why he would you know even offer offer a criticism about uh, this? He says it's too bad that this movie didn't make more money because the audience was like, "Ooh, gross girls," which isn't the case at all. You have to uh, keep in mind that Barbie. Um, not that I'm a a big fan of that movie or interested in going and seeing that, but I mean, it put up with its fair share of trolls on the internet, and it still found an audience, and still made the most money of any movie this past year. Where was the Barbie audience for the Marvels? Why are we haranguing the comic book nerds when, you know, girl power should be out in full force for this movie? It, it, it almost suggests that boys and girls are different. Like, guys are more inclined to like action flicks, and girls are gonna more inclined to like chick flicks. But now that's not okay. We have to blur the lines with everything. It's, yeah, Stephen King chiming in on this, though. It's just, it's like, it's almost like your grandma chiming in about the football squad that you watch. Well, why don't they just go for a triple? It's, yeah, I don't know. By the way, uh, Wish, which I think comes out this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, getting mixed reviews for Disney, so... Looking good, Bob Iger. Looking good. So, uh, Snoop Dogg, turning heads, uh, he has given up smoke. As you know, he, he loves the chronic. It's. I think there may have been like seven months in his adult life where Snoop Dogg did not smoke weed. And now he's announcing on his uh, social media platforms... Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm giving up the smoke. Keep my family and your thoughts and prayers or whatever. Be with us in this difficult time or something. There's just something very odd about this post um, because I really don't think he's given up anything THC infused. I. It almost kind of comes off of as a kind of hype for an upcoming product that his name is attached to. That's the vibe I'm getting. I, I think he's. Uh, I, I think maybe he's using this. To uh, hype up some edibles that might bear his likeness down the pike. Giving up smoke so you can stay at home and enjoy some brownies. You know, and maybe maybe, maybe the house wouldn't stink as much. So, bird dog that for a bit. Alright, so Taylor Swift. Swifties, not a cult, right? Um, she's in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. She's had a postponed show, though, because uh, it's extremely hot down there right now. In fact, uh, one fan, unfortunately, died. But a priest down there and some fellow Swifties decided to show their love for Taylor Swift by projecting a Taylor Swift t-shirt on the uh, the Statue of Christ that's on that hill. Very iconic for Rio de Janeiro. There is a t-shirt of Taylor Swift fandom on uh, Jesus Christ's person, the statue. Uh, Some people might find that offensive and some people would, you know, pish-posh that. Of course, these same people would never, ever dare project Taylor Swift love on a a mosque in Mecca. Um, But, I mean, you know, this is the thing, though. Like, Swifties get accused of being cult-like, and here you are, you're projecting a t-shirt onto Jesus, right? Yeah, People are going to look at you and go, yeah, this is definitely a cult. And you might come up with the argument, well, Jesus would love Taylor Swift. Yeah, but not because she's a pop star. You know, but, uh, yeah, the the uh, the cult continues to build, and uh, she gains more followers as uh, we speak. Don't know if she's the Antichrist yet. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know. Um, to be honest, Taylor Swift is not a problem. Not so much as um, how we kind of forgive people for doing terrible things. Like, there are people that are sympathetic to Hamas for what they did October 7th in Israel. Um. A lot of the uh, the fighting is because, all the fighting is because of what happened October 7th uh, to many unarmed Israelis. And I'm not going to get into the details of that because they are gruesome. You, you can look this stuff up and it's, it's heart-wrenching that uh, there, there are so many families torn up by this act of violence by Hamas. But now, uh, on TikTok, I'm shocked that this is getting shared on TikTok, Right. On TikTok, there is a viral video going around about this girl who read a letter to America from Osama bin Laden regarding 9 11. And, you know, young people are kind of saying, hey, maybe he had a point about how bad and terrible and evil the United States is. And TikTok's getting criticized for it, and they're scrubbing the video. Now, I'm not a censorship guy. If somebody's going to say something stupid, like, say, these kids, uh, leave it up there because that's how I am. But the, the re, You know damn reason, well the reason why TikTok is scrubbing that is because they're under scrutiny for a lot of other bad viral videos that have led to some piss-poor decisions, including death from all these TikTok challenges going around. Uh, to, to the kids, though, these kids that uh, were born post-9-11, I think, Osama bin Laden has a point. A, you've never lived under the Taliban. B, take this letter, find somebody who lost a loved one at uh, World Trade Center or uh, in any of the planes, Pentagon. Read this and tell them why you think they have a point. Because there were 3,000 Americans uh, that didn't go home that day, September 11, 2001. And as messed up as this country is, not a one of them deserved to die and as messed up as this country is it's not a reason to agree with uh, terrorists that would stone and kill you for being christian or jewish or gay or uh, libertarian or whatever you, know, you you can't this guy doesn't give a crap about what's in your heart he get, he cared about power And uh, he used a lot of religious fanatics to do that. Uh, Being a fanatic is not a fun thing. (laughs) Never. Uh, So, yeah, the the video just reveals how bad it is in America right now when it comes to the youth because there's a lot of this Shades of Grey thinking. Yeah, not everything's black and white, but Shades of Grey are made up of black and white. And I'm telling you right now, Osama bin Laden, more black than white more evil than good. He's kind of in there with uh, the likes of Hitler and Pol Pot and Stalin, those guys. Let's not start justifying uh, their uh, their methods and madness, okay? I don't want to see I don't want to see that TikTok video. Hey, you know, Joseph Stalin seemed like a pretty decent dude. No, don't. But that will be coming if it hasn't already. All right, uh, England, some concern here. And this is the rise of the machine if there ever was one, Skynet. Uh, AI is being used for all sorts of things, and uh, the NHS might possibly be looking at AI as a way to help uh, with online mental therapy for those uh, who are experiencing mental crisis, depression, and the like. Uh, because there are millions uh, waiting for such therapy. They're going to use computer programming uh, to help coach the human experience, which sounds really, really bad. Um, you know, as, as critical as I am of Hollywood, I get, like, why they were concerned about AI. You know, wanting to take away the writing jobs, you know, use their likeness for commercial products and all that. Not very sympathetic about a lot of other things that come out of Hollywood. Granted, um, I'm also thinking about uh, how earlier this year New Zealand used AI. Uh, this grocery store, actually in New Zealand, uh, used AI to help uh, come up with some recipes for customers. And a lot of this stuff involved poison and cannibalism in the recipes. It was it was pretty pretty wild stuff. And I and I imagine and I remember talking about that in a previous podcast so now you have all these kind of glitches and stuff uh, that are possible with a computer program and you're dealing with actual people who are maybe dealing with alcoholism maybe dealing with drug addiction just depression fatigue maybe they're abused sexually physically emotionally they're at their wits end and you're chancing it to a, co- a computer program that has never had such an experience, either being an addict or being abused themselves, or knowing somebody in their lives that have gone through that. Not no form of empathy, and we're using, we're considering using machines to uh, curb the backlog of people that need help. This is in England, uh, which has a fraction of the population the United States has and you can't tell me that there are uh, medical providers looking at the, this state side going you know what this could be co- uh, cost effective you know and maybe we can use this ai th- to help guide people into buying more of our drugs you know th- there, there's just something less than human about this and i don't see society getting better because we're using ai to help coach people through bad moments in their lives. It's science gone wrong, or could go wrong. We shall see. Uh, Science, though, uh, providing some entertaining science fiction. New study, and I'm kind of air-quoting what study here, uh, suggesting Jurassic Park may exist on other planets. They're talking about how uh, millions and millions and millions of years ago, dinosaurs of immense size as they existed, existed because there was 30% oxygen on this planet, a lot more air for them to breathe up there in that those higher elevations. Uh, now you know it's like around low twenty percent for oxygen levels here on planet Earth. Uh, but the study suggests that there are planets with thirty percent oxygen, and that there may in fact be dinosaurs out there. So you could have Jurassic Park, which makes no sense whatsoever because. That would imply that they're still in their prehistoric states, and Jurassic Park was basically prehistory being brought to the modern era. So there would be nothing modern about this planet. Besides, it's kind of a drive from Indiana to another planet. Uh, I don't think Jurassic Park is at all very feasible. It, this almost sounds like wishful thinking, and probably because it is. Uh, it's not an actual discovery. It's not the cure for cancer. It's uh, not traveling at light speed. It's just we think there might be dinosaurs out there. There might be ghost pirates on other planets for all I know. But yeah, <laughs> we're concerned about dinosaurs on other planets. And finally, uh, you know, I talked about the road rage incident here in Indiana. Just want you to know if you're hitting the road this holiday season to, for, to go to grandma's house for the turkey, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, and the pie. Crazies are all over. This is going to be linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, if it isn't already. Florida man arrested for defecating on dead possum in road. Yeah, maybe this is one moment where cleaning the meat would be better than, well, what he did. With all that said and done, I'm done. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving. Stay fresh. Chief next. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.